All right, we're here with Claire. Hi, Claire. Hi. <laughs> um, she knows his dedication. So, Claire, what would you like to dedicate this episode to before we get started? Yes, I would like to dedicate this to all the parents who drove their kids around to auditions, dance lessons, sports games, sports practices. Uh, all the endless driving was definitely worth it. So, thank you. <laughs> I can can I share about parents? I used to work at a high school as a custodian. Okay. And they would have dance things on the weekend that I would do work overtime for Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And I would I would intentionally roll out the TV <laughs> to put football on, and oh. the dads would be so elated. <laughs> oh, they're but, so appreciative for that. Yeah, <laughs> Sunday, here you go. We'll watch football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so thank you, dads. <laughs> All right, I'm Nick from the St. Paul Filmcast, and with me is Claire Umberger. <laughs> Hi. Hi. It doesn't take much to get you to laugh, does it? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm always smiling. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the first time podcasting, and I'd like to say congratulations, man. This is a lot yes, of fun. Thank you. Um, and then I want to share, before we get started, I did storyboards for, Nathan Block has been a guest on this show before, mm-hmm. and Nathan Block asked if I do storyboards for a film, and like, yeah, um, he gave me the script. I did storyboards. It was a short film um, called Bus Ride. And then, like, a couple of days later, I was corresponding with you about the mm-hmm. show. And it's like, well, I'm the lead in that movie. And I was like, <laughs> I just did storyboards for the movie. Yes, and they look so good. I, and then the thing is, well, I don't, when I do storyboards and mm-hmm. people hire me, I don't want to know. I just want to know if, what, is it a female or male with the blolds? Okay. I don't want to do details because, you know, I didn't know it was you. I just do right. a general, let's do the general action angles and emotions and all that stuff mm-hmm. but the funny thing is the i'll, I'll show them the the storyboards kind of do look look like look like you yeah i don't know <laughs> how you managed to do that but. i don't they kind of do i just i give me the i didn't know if he's gonna have long hair short or brunette but i was like i'm just gonna go with blonde and just there it is yes yes they look so good yeah it was great working on that project and it was my first time working with nathan and he was just awesome but yeah so um <laughs> Uh, bus ride was you filmed it in the bus. Yes. Okay, that was the premise. It, it, you're not waiting. Uh, did you do like an, I think the beginning of this movie? You're waiting for the bus. Uh, yes, we haven't shot those scenes out. We're going to shoot those this week. Um, I did okay. talk to Nathan before I came on just to double check. Okay, what can I say? What's top secret? Yeah. Um, and he said I can say quote. It is a piece that deals with surreal absurdism and unobtainable dreams end quote all right <laughs> all right um and then uh how did you come up with the, be involved with the project can you talk about that a little bit yeah um it was on the facebook film group page he was okay. having a open auditions uh, i sent in myself tape and i think he said that there are th- 30-ish auditions. Um, yeah, and he was casting for the lead, and I was lucky, and I got the part. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Is it? Yeah, I mean, now we're going to be doing a lot more video submissions. Right. Yeah, instead of going to live auditions. Right. Is it a little more challenging? It is a little bit. Um, I've been working on upping my self-tape game for a while now. Um, but, yeah, it, it 
it's difficult not being able to meet like the director or the writer yeah. in person. Um, I think that could be maybe challenging for them as well, but I do really enjoy self-taping. I think it's going to be probably even after all the pandemic that eventually, right. I think it's much more accessible for people to submit audition rather than going to a location, right? finding parking, <laughs> pay for parking. Right. Yeah, and then you're going to like, and then rather than you can sit in comfort and pick out your own costumes and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I do enjoy it. <laughs> Have you always wanted to do acting? Yes. Um, it's kind of an interesting story. Um, mm-hmm. It's never really come up in conversation. I don't think anybody's got a boring story. Like that. <laughs> Yes. Um, so I actually signed with my first talent agent when I was three, and I <laughs> okay um, when I was younger. Um, I guess the story goes: my neighbor just told my mom to send in pictures, and I got my agent that way when I was pretty young. <laughs> what did you do when you were three? Did you like photos? Yeah, like uh, modeling stuff. Photos, modeling. I grew up doing some commercial work and print work, and it all just kind of um, created my love for acting. Honestly, some of my favorite childhood <laughs> memories were going to auditions and kind of like playing pretend or doing scenes in front of other people. I just really loved performing. So you're, you're, it, it seems like you're far more comfortable doing acting than probably your own living room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I yeah, I've always loved acting kind of just being an actor and modeling (laughs) do you do like have you done theater though i have i did uh, some grade school i think i did one play in middle school um some my freshman year of high school but uh i was a competitive dancer as well growing up so i was dancing like five days a week so it was really hard to commit to theater and plays there's no off season with dancing right Yeah, yeah it's it's year round so that I really pursued dancing at that point, but yeah. did you um when when you do dancing did you um did you watch dance like dancing on movies or do you do the competitions or yeah I did a lot of competition dance um so auditions would be in the summer and then you would be practicing you know September through December and the competition season is January through May then recital and then it starts all back over again. So is there different disciplines for dancing? Yes um, I think it depends on the studio you go to um, but I mainly focused on tap, jazz, ballet. Um, I didn't do ballroom um, but you know, dancing to me is still acting <laughs> in a different way. So it all, the yeah. performing all kind of ties together in that way. I think, like, when, especially when you do, like, tap, mm-hmm. you can't be quiet, right? Right. So it's all, <laughs> but there's also, like, rhythms that you have to participate. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, different, what's, what's the, like, the different um, practices? How do you keep in practice with, like, ball, like ballerina and tap? What's the different kind of practice routines? Yeah, so when I was on the competition team I we would have different practices for our tap dance we would compete with um, a jazz dance we would compete with and a lyrical dance so we would have different age group classes kind of focusing our dance preparing for competitions and then we would have separate ballet classes twice a week which were like an hour and a half to two hours (laughs) so it was definitely a mix Um, a lot of work but it was great (laughs) is there a particular dance movie you like or one kind of automatic like a reflex that you always go to 
Um, I guess favorite dance movie. This may be cliche, but it has to be Dirty Dancing. Patrick Swayze is awesome. There's nothing wrong with that, that right? That is true. That yeah. is true. But yeah. yeah, that's a great movie. Oh, I love 80s movies too. But Dirty Dancing is definitely definitely up there for top favorite when dance you, movies. When you, um, like, just for recreation, listening mm-hmm. to music. Mm-hmm. Do, you all, do you all kind of think in your mind, like, what, what kind of dance steps would you do to it? That's actually so funny. I think about that all the time. Um, <laughs> I, I've been, I haven't been dancing for a little bit now. So more when I was dancing at a studio, I would constantly yeah. be thinking about, oh, I would love to make a dance for this. And uh, three out of my four years in college, I actually taught at a studio in Iowa. So okay. I was choreographing my own dances for younger kids and Oh, that was so much fun. <laughs> so, like, when the music, like, just for recreation, you listen to music and you're like, well, we could do this and that. What about costuming? Costuming, that wasn't really my expertise, but okay. um, I have mad respect for all the costume designers and, oh, yeah, a lot of work. But, did you, what did you pick out? How did you do costuming for Bus Ride? I, um, <laughs> I kind of left it up to Nathan a little bit. I sent him some options that would work for, I think, skirts first, because then I said I could maybe build the rest of the outfit after we decided that. Good, yeah. (laughs) So I sent him several options, and he would say, oh, I really like that one. And I picked out some fun jewelry, and he said, oh, I really like that one. And the rest I kind of just brought to set. And he said, that's great. We'll do it. (laughs) And like with different, so you dumb commercials, is it kind of this, a little bit of the same, like a short film with commercials or? It's similar. Um, commercials, usually they'll have outfits for you or you'll bring several outfits. Um, yeah. Kind of varies on the company too. Usually with short films, they give you an idea and they almost trust you with it, or at least from my experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, when you work in a short film, they don't have like the budget to. Right. It kind right. of. It's almost what's the phrase? Be pre- just be movie ready. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Be camera ready and bring mm-hmm. everything. Bring. I mean, more options are good than a few options. Just to be prepared. But. I'm always. That's why I love. I'm an options person. Yes. Right? If yes. you ask me, can you bring me scissors? I'll bring you like five of them. <laughs> Yeah, do you like the sparkly pair, the blue pair? Which one works best? <laughs> I'm an options person. Yes. yes. <laughs> and so uh, what's the next step for you? Um, I know you're just continuing still working with Bus, right? But mm-hmm. what's in the future for you? Yeah, I'm trying to think what I have coming up. I think. Or you can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, oh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you can't talk about it, right? Right, right. I think I am potentially working on another Z-Fest film. And um, oh, can I? If you if you're not from Minnesota, uh, it's called Z Fest. Um, it's a film festival where you're, I think you okay. have to film it now, right? Yes, and then it gets submitted. I think January, mm-hmm. and um, it's a short film contest, right? It's a film festival contest, but um, the reward for doing well is mm-hmm. very. And then you have like a banquet and all right. this. So. It's a it's a big deal here mm-hmm. in the Twin Cities. Z Fest. Z Fest, yes. Yeah. Uh, so another film in my future, and then I worked with a short with Josh Mruz recently. Um, it's a good friend of the show. Yes, um, yeah. I saw on Facebook you guys were chatting, or you did storyboards. For I, one um, of I helped. I jumped his car. 
<laughs> he knows it happened i think last month he put it on social media as my oh, car no. died help me and i was like i'm on my way and i hope to that is the minneapolis film community for you all just always helping each other out <laughs> oh i love it um but yeah we filmed we finished filming something in august and i think he said he was gonna release it in a couple weeks or this month but i think that's all i can say on that one <laughs> but, but i Josh likes to work in kind of the horror aspects, mm-hmm. and he ha- likes to have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. He's kind of my forte. I would, yeah, and I always agree. If you're making a movie, make sure you're having fun. It yes. could be the it could yeah. be the best movie ever. It could be the worst movie. Like, you don't know. You come on set and just have fun that you're able to make a movie. Right. And Josh definitely brings that kind of let's let's have fun doing it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, and he's he's so talented too. Um, that's actually my goal. I haven't been on a horror movie set yet, but I really want to be in one. <laughs> I know. I, I, I didn't want to bring, but you like scary movies, don't you? I love scary movies. Um, it actually started from eighties. Yeah, eighties. But it, <laughs> when I was young, my mom didn't care a lot. You know what I watched on TV, as long as it wasn't like super <laughs> out yeah. there. Um, but I would always be. I remember flipping through the channels as a kid, and I was always end up on like the sci-fi channel where <laughs> I loved watching Halloween when I was like six. <laughs> I just grew up loving horror movies and I don't really know why. Um, I appreciate them more now. I'm not like a huge rom-com person. I don't like watching movies that make you cry. Um, so, But there's sometimes horror movies can make you cry. That is true. Yeah. Um, yeah. A trained abuse in that that got me i don't know if you've seen that which one <laughs> trained abuse and oh god like, yeah oh i yeah well <laughs> there's a different and I'm, I'm sure you watch enough horror movies there's a different viewpoint in asia of horror movies to oh, America. okay right yeah. right or like in asian movies it's very much like we have certain guidelines here in american horror mm-hmm. but in asia it's everything's up for grabs man <laughs> Yeah, yes. and it, and it can't yes. be happy. It's sometimes not a happy ending. Sometimes it can be devastating. Right, like so right. It's very different um, aspects of Asian American movies. Right. You know, I've I've gone to Crypticons. I've gone to a lot of horror conventions, mm-hmm. and I would, you know, my on scientific eye, I would always say there's far more girls than boys go to. Interesting. I, I think like it's that. More, I think it's. I think now it's even more. I think it's like sixty five girls oh wow than boys and i think horror yeah. movies are generally if if you're doing a horror movie mm-hmm. i think you have to be grounded into some aspect of feminism i think there's, yes. a, there's always an aspect mm-hmm. of it you have to think about it i mean mm-hmm. even slumma party massacre was a, a woman directed that <laughs> i haven't seen that one but i'll <laughs> so, add it to my list <laughs> but i think you have to think about it because mm-hmm. i think there's a far more grounded in feminism than anything right yeah right yeah shout out to all the final girls out there but i think it's <laughs> i think girls are i mean it's, there's a lot of things you have to deal with right horror wise in reality mm-hmm. that you can you have to deal with and then you see it projected on film as a fictional count right you no say, yeah. exactly exactly we deal with it all the time <laughs> yeah, it's just that's just an ex- exaggerated metaphor of what we have to deal with all the time right, right like the movie where i just uh rewatched the craft which is oh yeah which is yes. a great i mean they're talking about you know witches and everything but mm-hmm. that is such high school girl movie yeah where you 
join a club, a group of girls, right. and become best friends. And then all of a sudden, there's a fight for the leader. Yep. And then become, within a nanosecond, you're the biggest enemy ever, and I'm going to make your life a living hell. Oh, exactly. Literally, like, make your life a living hell. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Not to mention you're dealing with family abuse. <laughs> yeah, so Racism much. and all <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I actually just watched that for the first time a couple nights ago. Um, But yeah, and they just made a remake of it. I think it just came out a day or two ago. Yeah, I haven't watched that one yet. But yeah. That was a big hit when I was in school. I was a a senior when it came out. That was a big deal. Okay. It it wasn't really a theater. It was more of like a, it was that rental aspect of you rented the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. It didn't help that you have attractive girls in it, too. The guys are <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Hopefully nobody is joining a cult of witches out there in high school. <laughs> well, I didn't. I, I don't. Th- I think our, I did, you know, I, I had um, Bethany Jones on here. And we talked about mm-hmm. a little bit because she did a movie called Witch. And oh, okay. uh, we talked about like, you know, it's a medieval aspect of witches were initially the village crap brewers. Right. Yeah. And they always were obscene hats to make sure they stood out but they mm-hmm. were they were pretty much made the village craft beer mm-hmm. and then the guys mm-hmm. go drink it and they get all weird because i don't think it's really certifiable right yep. i don't yep. think all the ingredients were great and they <laughs> right. come back all you know weird up and then mm-hmm. stay away from her she's, oh, she's making weird stuff yeah then so. it gets developed and that gets grown but yeah i think if you find a little more if you do a little research like a, a witch was probably like the village craft beer lady that <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh man! So you, do you do? You, I'm sure you just love Halloween then. Oh my have, gosh! It is my wait. The movie or the the holiday? We could talk about both, right? Yeah, the holiday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Halloween. Yeah, it's definitely by far. It's my favorite day of the year. I didn't do a whole lot of dressing up this year, um, just because of the pandemic and everything. Um, I set a couple bowls of candy out, but all month long, I'm watching scary movies on yeah. end and it's so funny because november 1st like at midnight all the movies go away yeah they just poop it's like what the heck <laughs> yeah i wish it was it should be a year round thing i wish there were more horror movies on tv and not just like a one month marathon um but you know it it is what it is i'll celebrate while i can <laughs> I, the horror movies do you like um do you have like a particular genre? Do you like the slashers? Like I, I, my my do I do like the psychological thrillers, the oh, ones that okay. mess with your mind. You know, yeah. if the person's real or not. And I like those kind of components. Okay. But do you have a specific subgenre of like um, horror? I guess my favorite movie. This is kind of a comedy as well, but Cabin in the Woods is by far my favorite horror movie. Have you seen it? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> My wife and I were talking about it because oh, we really? went to the theater to see it. Okay. And uh, we didn't watch any trailers because mm-hmm. we know we were big Josh Whedon fans and we liked everybody in there. Mm-hmm. We've seen, you know, we know, you know, we went to the movie, we've seen the movie and it started mm-hmm. and my wife and I are looking at it, did we go to the wrong movie? <laughs> oh yeah, because it's in a lab <laughs> and all of a sudden the title flashes right. on. Right, well that was just... before the title, right? We, right, right, right. This is like in the um, coats and everything. I yep. go, uh, I think we went to the wrong theater. So, and I think it was Nathan's theater too. Okay. And we go, I go out and I look up above the side and I go, okay, it's the right movie. And I go back and she goes, are they in the wrong theater? No, this is the right one. And I sat down and right when I sat down, boom, Gavin yep. Woods. It's like, yep. okay, okay. Okay. And even the title makes you jump a little bit because you're not yeah. expecting it when it pops up. Um, but yeah, that's such a good movie. Um, there are a couple of movies that I won't 
watch again. There's some scary movies that I'm like, okay, they yeah. actually scare There's me. Some of them that just hard to digest. Yes. Or yes. Like, like Neon Demon. We yes. talked about that. That's one that just mm-hmm. bothers me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bothers me. I don't know if it's a bad bother or a good bother. It just bothers me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same with uh, Midsummer. I, oh, yeah. That one. Um, <laughs> that well, one I can't I'm, watch I'm, again. <laughs> I'm over. I'm, I'm, I'm about 50% Swedish. So that was right up my alley. Okay. Yeah. You like that one? Yes. <laughs> really? Oh, yes. my gosh. <laughs> yes. But it was, yeah. it was, it's interesting, especially with the folklore kind of um, different. That was just a yeah. different movie and very unique. Um, it's all about a breakup. Yeah. That's all about it. It's all a breakup and mm-hmm. how this different your... stages of grief and yeah. 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 yeah, which is like heredit is Ari Asher's other book, hereditary. That's mm-hmm. all about grief. Yes, and yeah. family. Yeah, and then yep. Um, yeah, Kevin. Mm-hmm. I was gonna bring a Kevin of Woods. Mm-hmm. Had that is the best, one of the best horror endings I've ever seen. Because yes. you, you had to have a big payoff, and that is mm-hmm. the biggest <laughs> over the top spill splash gory payoff of all time. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, and there are different. Um, just different parts where I hate when there are moments when you expect them. I hate, you know, knowing what's going to happen before it happens. Like, oh, she's definitely, yeah. she's going to get killed in the accident. But Cabin in the Woods, it's definitely, you don't expect a lot of what happens in the movie, which makes it great. Yeah. Well, if we want to just a little bit talk, um, mm-hmm. like horror movies, especially since Scream, that mm-hmm. everybody's self-conscious and self-aware of kind of the structure right. of American horror movies. Mm-hmm. And then you play on the structure of American horror movies that mm-hmm. came out from the 70s and 80s. Yep. And if you're clever about it, you can mix in a little more fun right. about it, a little more comedy. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and like we did in the 80s, we mixed genres. So, mm-hmm. you know, Ghostbusters, we're going to make, we're scary yes. a little bit, but we're going to have a lot of fun and yeah. fun. Yeah. So. Oh, those are, those are my favorite in my opinion. Um, speaking of Scream, how would yeah. you rate all the movies? <laughs> like the like the screams. Yes, because I know they're making another one. They are. I think Scream it's number five. five. Mm-hmm. The fourth one, I didn't mind the fourth one. Okay. I didn't, uh, but the first one that was a big punch. Mm-hmm. I think I know a lot of people. We were in uh, that was after I was out of high school, but I know okay. a lot of people that went to see it in the theater more than once. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's uh, you can't. Most movies you can't beat the original, <laughs> right? And it, yeah, and you can't make that movie anymore because right. they just text you, <laughs> right? Exactly. You'll just get a text. Do you like scary movies? Exactly. And then you it just doesn't go, work. No, leave me alone. I think yeah, Drew Barrymore recently did um, a parody of her role in the first Scream movie, and it was exactly like he was texting her, and she just ignored it. You know, <laughs> I, I was going to bring it up because that's what was the greatest um, selling point of mm. Scream was the she was the headliner. So right. and then okay. he pitched it a couple months before it came out. Hey, Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore in Scream, mm-hmm. and she was the most famous person in the movie, okay. other well, other than supporting roles like Henry Winkler. But she was right, the headliner. Right. Her her name was above the advertisements and you, the commercials. So when you go see it, you're like, oh, she's okay. And then you're like, what? <laughs> and that was like just, just in the first five minutes. And that was a punch. <laughs> they got like, what? <laughs> 
Everybody's but that was a good trick. I mean, they, they, you would go to the this, you go to the movie in the movie theater, and they'll say Drew Barrymore's name, and then okay. scream, and then have her, and then maybe the ghost face and stuff like that. But that was a great advertising gimmick. And then nice. you put, and then Wes Craven dresses up like Freddy Cougar in there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. So good. So you're you're you would really like the scary movies. We're not we're not kidding around. <laughs> this is not just a selling point. You really authentically love scary movies. Yeah, and I really just don't know how it started i just always right. like them <laughs> <laughs> so how many times do you watch superior because that's dance and horror oh this. my gosh yeah i've i've seen it a couple times um i haven't seen the one i think the remake dakota johnson was in it dakota, maybe? yeah i haven't yeah. seen that one um, it's a little bit different okay but that good uh, bad dario gento suspiria oh, the, okay. the, the original one have the, you seen the original one? Yes, yes. That's the one I've seen a couple times. <laughs> Which is fantastic. Oh, so good. Because he's, uh, I can see, I want to make a horror movie, but I'm like, I want to look like Disney. Just color everywhere. <laughs> yes. Oh, it was so pretty. All the different lights. And yeah, it's definitely, even if you're not paying attention to it, it's just entertaining to watch like how the scene is set up. And yeah, yeah. the art direction is phenomenal. Exactly. I yeah. mean, you could take it's hard to digest some of the horror bits, but mm-hmm. it's just fantastically. Mm-hmm. It's like a fairy tale almost, right? Right. So it's like Snow yes. White or Alice in Wonderland going into her little adventure. Yes, yeah. exactly. And it is kind of childlike. I mean, he intentionally mm-hmm. put the doorknobs above your head in the movie. So mm-hmm. if you open the door, you had to like look like a kid, you could reach up to turn yep. the door. So this makes it a little more extravagant but right the best thing about it, it starts right away when she gets off the airplane exactly and all of a sudden it's, it's like the dive the, right in i know the weather's <laughs> like beating her up it's like yeah. what is this going on <laughs> yeah i love i like movies that start pretty quick there's no kind of like very long intro it just dives right in give you a punch right away yes yeah. <laughs> all right we're gonna take a little break um and we'll back more with claire umberger <laughs> Every day, we're surrounded by media. Books, movies, art, music, games, apps, podcasts, etc., etc. With this constant bombardment, it's easy to miss great media gems in the chaos. But fret not, you've come to the right place, my friend. I'm Jason, and I love media. I invite you to check out the Mixed Media Forest podcast, the podcast where I trudge through the forests of media to find hidden gems for you, the listener. Every episode of Mixed Media Forest is chock full of fun, reviews, nostalgia, positivity, news, rants, stories, and recommendations about all things media. Again, that's the Mixed Media Forest podcast, created on Anchor Podcasting app and available everywhere fine podcasts can be found. Give it a listen. It's what all the cool kids are doing. Claire, 
Um, these guys, we're just checking out the whole walls here of yes. superheroes and villains. Do you have a particular villain other than Joker? Do you have another like villain? Because I know you're like Mike Myers and stuff like that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think you you can't really beat the Joker. I don't follow too many superhero movies besides yep. uh, Batman, but. Yeah. Batman's villains that w- that's that's horror movies right that is, yeah yeah true. I mean yeah. that's why I probably like Batman because it's more I mean they're they really don't have any superpowers unless you really go down to his this B class or C class they don't really they're just damaged people yes, <laughs> yes. psychologically deep damaged people yes yeah yes and I think you know, if you, you think about it all the Batman's villains are uh, a representation of the complete opposite of him there always are so like the joker represents like corporation bureaucracy Mm -hmm. if he was bruce wayne all they care about was just being bruce wayne and making money right that's what the penguin is right true if he was a self-obsessed narcissist and Mm -hmm. just kind of how wonderful he is and that's the riddler yeah or if he was a girl he would be Catwoman. Yes. Yeah, they're always uh, opposite of him. Interesting. Yeah. Opposites don't attract, I guess. Well, then, well, you, know, <laughs> well you can go deeper. Like, would they, would they ever emerge? Would they ever be emerged if he didn't exist, right? Right. Is he the cause of it? Interesting. Interesting. That's another thing mm-hmm. to talk about with Superman, too. Is he the cause of it? You know, you brought this on, you know, us. Mm-hmm. Right there's an there was an issue of Superman where a kid potentially sets fire to his house because okay. he wanted to see Superman. Mm-hmm. You know, he wanted to create a problem, and his whole family died. But Superman was away fighting, you know, monsters in outer space. Right. And well, who's to blame, right? <laughs> because the fire department's like, ah, we're busy. He can take care of it. Yeah. Well, he's fighting something in outer space, but the kid potentially set fire and killed his whole family. So. That was a big issue. Of com- that was a big. That issue came out, and that was a big deal. Okay. It was like, no, we don't want to talk about those problems. We just want to see him fight, you know, bad guys. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, how many times do you watch movies? Are you a movie addict like I am? Oh man, I I try my best. I've actually been furloughed from my full time job for a while, so it's been like endless movie watching <laughs> for the last couple months. Um, but yeah, I try to stay up to date with the new movies that come out um it's hard this year isn't it? it's tough this year um but yeah i've kind of been diving back into old movies usually when i get interested in an actor their style i'll watch all their movies at a time <laughs> to kind of see you know are they a really good character i like actor. that I like you just like all right let's binge it <laughs> yeah. which is kind of like you guys' generation right of, right yeah. we have access to all of it so why not and it's good to as an actor to kind of um, you know, if there are actors that you look up to to kind of educate yourself with their um, history of movies. And, yeah, it's good to have access to that. I know. I, I, I was watching a movie on Turner Classics, and mm-hmm. my wife just came to the living room, and she goes, what's this movie? And I told her, and she goes, are you watching this for I go, No, it's Cary Grant. I mean, I don't care. He can sit there. It's Cary Grant. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's the reason? Yeah, does that, it's Cary Grant. I mean... <laughs> I mean, if they're like very highly rated movies, I yeah. usually don't care who's in it. But um, yeah, if there's an actor that I really like, I'll definitely watch, you know, all their movies. 
<laughs> and I think most of my my close friends know I like noirs, and I probably okay. branched off from Batman because Batman's got it. like a horror noir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but noirs is my favorite specialty. Okay. I don't. I. I mean, obviously, I, I appreciate color from films and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. deep dark alleys with femme fatales that can kill you and. Yeah, do you have a favorite uh, noir movie? Um, my reflex will all be Maltese Falcon. Okay. I read the book, too. I love the book, too. I haven't too. seen it, but... Oh, I love Maltese I'll Falcon. I'll jot it down on my list right here. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, because it's... it's Even the beginning of the movie has a blurry, almost like a dream-like, like we're, almost, we're going into a dreamy kind of okay. a state. And kind of, it's a little bit illogical, which is... Mm-hmm. Movies are supposed to be. Right. It's not, not a le- and, you know, logical steps, but there are mm-hmm. some... Things you can watch, right? Like that. Figure out the mystery. Like you, the mm-hmm. clock on the wall will tell you what time is. Very important to pay attention to that kind of stuff. Okay. But it has that sense of a that dream state where you're not really awake, but you're not really sleepy. <laughs> that little I like point, it. Yeah. <laughs> I like dreams. I like movies that have that quality where it's almost like a dream state, like the movie Suspiria. Yes. Yes. Oh, I agree. I'm trying to think of another one off the top of my head. But noirs, um, yeah, I, and mm. noirs get that point where they think it's women are just being objects. But I think women have the far more control in noirs than anybody else. Like Double Indemnity, she's playing everybody mm-hmm. in that movie. She's the corner of the spider web, and everybody's trapped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I do agree. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, if you, I think. And Noirs is a good X because it's cheap too, and that's the why it was. That's why they look dark because maybe you had one mm-hmm. lighting can and one camera, right? So yeah. you had to be creative <laughs> with the atmosphere because you're not working with a lot of budget, and that's mm-hmm. forced you. Plus, you can't you got to be subjective and mm-hmm. costuming and stuff. So they wear like the hats and stuff like that. But right. yes, it's Noirs are always my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. <laughs> So you are, do you have no filter? Do you watch everything? Um, Except for rom-coms. You mentioned that before. That's kind yeah, of. Yeah, I think. It, <laughs> but I do have a favorite rom-com cliche, though. Okay, we get, let's hear it. Running in the airport. <laughs> Running. That's my favorite romantic comedy cliche. Yeah. And I mean, you just always know how it's going to end, too. I, I will <laughs> running watch in it. The airport. Yes, running in the airport. <laughs> They're running after their love before they hop on the plane. And to it's got to be raining, too. Yes. <laughs> it's got to be raining. <laughs> oh, kissing the rain. And oh my gosh. Yeah. I will for sure watch a movie where somebody tells me. And they're serious that the ending is totally unexpected. Because I think anything with a rom-com or any sort of romance movie, you know they're going to end oh, the, up the, together. The, two, the guy and the girl that don't like each other in yep. the movie, like, there you go. That's it. Yeah. 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 It's just totally, it's totally predictable. And I also don't like um, just like cliche romances i feel like you know as a teenager if you're watching them you like really hope for this perfect love out there and have high expectations and then reality is a little bit different um if we can get heath ledger to fall in love with this girl yes (laughs) i would i would watch that movie (laughs) 10 uh what was the 10 things i hate about you oh my gosh okay i like that movie mainly because it's heath ledger but i do i do really like that movie um well, it's Taming of the Shrew, so have, yeah. yeah. Of course, it's Shakespeare. Yeah. Right, right. How many times have they modified Shakespeare into a teenage movie and they had no idea? Oh, like, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. so many times. But yeah. everything, it's hard to find an original Do you like, do you, I mean, anymore. 
have you done Shakespeare yet? Like for theater? I have not. I have not. I do have respect for those who can. I'm, I don't know, a Shakespeare. Um, I always had a difficulty understanding it. Like when we would read it in middle school, yeah. um, it doesn't flow super well to me, but I appreciate those who understand it and can perform it very well. <laughs> I do. My favorite is Macbeth. Okay. Because that is the utmost toxic masculinity movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all about toxic masculinity to right. point of Macbeth's wife praying to God, please give me the brain of a man so I can coach my my husband to be a far better murderer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. So if you if you like that's my favorite. It's also the shortest. So there you go. Yes. It's okay. the bloodiest it's the shortest <laughs> which guys like you. Yes. So if you want right. to think about it, Macbeth is kind of the first like Sylvester Stallone movie. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think about it like that. <laughs> it's for, that? like the first action bloody massacre movie. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I agree. <laughs> do you um do you have a different no, with outward rom-coms? Do you have a favorite cliche though? Um my, I have my favorite cliche. I'm, I always think about it. I like the cliche when the guy's on the ground and the person's on top of him beating him. But there's always something within reach oh, with the other yeah. hand, like a rock, and they knock. That is played out so many times. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I like that cliche. Or I like when they have to sample drugs. <laughs> they yes. did it a lot. Like, okay, this is a big drug bust. And is that cocaine? And they put their finger in there and, like, oh, yeah, that's cocaine. You don't need to do that. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, like other rom-com movies that I can stand. I do like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Um, oh, that's um, with Kate. Yep, Kate, yep, Hudson. Kate Hudson and Matthew yeah. McConaughey. That's that's a pretty, pretty good one. But that, um, it doesn't, it has like, it takes cliches to a whole nother level to the point that they're just obnoxious um because she's trying to lose the guy in 10 days <laughs> so she's like moving there's all no of her. there's no it's that's up front they're really truthful about the title right yeah. yes yes they're very open about that but yeah it's um that's a good movie but yeah usually i can i like some action movies but yeah i just don't if you're gonna watch a movie by yourself, I don't want to watch a sad movie that's gonna make you cry. I don't like movies about dogs because those are always gonna be sad. Um. So you really understand like John Wick's motive? Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know horror movies and action movies, comedy. If it's yeah, but, well, much like your process when somebody gives you like mm-hmm. you, like for a script. Do you are thinking about costuming before you get started? Or are you like, are you like thinking about the lines or like when you getting ready for a role? Um, more so lines first. I guess my kind of process, usually characters I have, I'm able to make almost an extension of myself just yeah. with a different light. Um, so I'll usually go through a script and kind of highlight certain sentences or lines where it's like okay this could potentially trigger like a real life emotion I've had and kind of tie that in and write notes there uh there are some characters I've played that um 
I was doing an independent film in September and I had to play an amateur criminal and I don't have any experience with that. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, it's yeah. good. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, and it actually, the character was a very angry person too. So it's a very, you had a very loud character. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so the director was, he really wanted to create like a backstory with me and kind of what led them up to have these sort of angry feelings. Um, so I worked well through that. And um, I did still think of like stuff that made me angry and kind of thought about that during the scenes I had. But yeah, most characters I usually try to, they usually end up being an, an extension of myself, but some characters, you know, like an amateur right. criminal. I think that, <laughs> we've had them many times before. I don't think actors, they don't take off, they don't put on masks, they take them off, right? Right, you right. Kind of being a little more honest with yourself. Yeah. Doing a role that, right. And a little mm-hmm. more freedom. I mean, you get to play a bad guy in a, an environment. Right. Without doing it in the real world. Exactly, right? exactly. And I have yeah. so much respect for actors that play, you know, real life people because, you know, it's not really, you know, it's not yourself at that point. It comes with a lot of research and, you know, meeting people who knew this person in real life. You know, it's not, I mean, you can pull like maybe little things from yourself, but you really want to create that other person. That's yeah. difficult. <laughs> I have a good, I was sharing with um, one of my favorite actors is Paul Newman and he did the comedy mm-hmm. Slapshot, but he's okay. not a hockey player and he didn't, you know, so mm-hmm. uh, he went around and a lot of the extras were ho- legitimate hockey players, okay. professional hockey players. And um, one of them, mentioned on the documentary he goes i got a knock on the door i was taking a nap because i usually take naps before mm-hmm. games so i have energy so i was in my undershirt and my boxers and i, I get a knock on the door and open the door and there's paul newman <laughs> and he's like how you doing and he just came in my house did a quick survey looked around mm-hmm. came out for a couple minutes and then left and he goes and that's exactly what he did in the movie <laughs> that is awesome oh that's he so went, cool. in the movie you see him he's taking a nap and there's a knock on the door and then he's in his undershirt and boxers <laughs> That is and so the entire perfect. apartment looks exactly like as he goes, he ripped me off. <laughs> that is a smart actor, though. Um, yeah. I think I, I was reading a book um, about Meryl Streep a couple months ago, and it kind of noted um, each of her roles. And uh, that's yeah. definitely something Meryl Streep did. She would, um, she would notice just how these real-life people carried themselves, or if she was... Um, she would like to just go to a mall in a certain location, maybe where the film was shooting, and just like watch how people interacted with each other. Yeah, and I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> so you think when you're an actress, it's it's almost like you're always working, right? Right. Even yeah. when you're not on the job, you're always kind of working, mm-hmm. kind of thinking about stuff. And mm-hmm. you talked about it with dance, even though you're not working, mm-hmm. you know, the song, you're already. And your mind is going, okay, well, what about this? What about that? Right. And I think if you're really interested in being a full-time actress, it's, mm-hmm. it's an all-consuming job. Right, right. Yeah. And it eventually just kind of comes, you know, natural. You'll maybe see something that somebody does and say, oh, that's really cool. Or, I mean, you just learn from other actors as well and how they approach each character they're given um kind of just make note of everything <laughs> i mean she's done remarkable stuff but my right. favorite of her performance is what she did in the deer hunter okay and she did it just i mean because you know different between stage and mm-hmm. movies and i think bill cooper said it best my i guess he's like theater is like you're driving a bus okay. loud and everything and mm-hmm. movies is kind of you're driving a golf cart yeah <laughs> and exactly. she's probably the best driving a golf cart 
on screen and she did it marvelous mm-hmm. in the deer hunter the the scene of when robert de niro comes back from the vietnam war and mm-hmm. he's already got post and he can't sit still and he's fidgeting and he's mm-hmm. and he's character and she's trying to be the calming soothing mm-hmm. and he's kind of looking where the exits are maybe i want to get out of this conversation right away yeah i think it's one of the best scenes ever filmed and i think everybody should watch them to robert de niro and smell street and the deer hunted together yeah. even when they're not mm-hmm. together how they show they still like love each other right but they're not going to be together right and you can just so tell good. without even saying words mm-hmm. it's marvelous yeah oh she's so talented i know i liked her in devil wars prada too <laughs> she was pretty good in that <laughs> yeah she yeah she's She's just so talented, and she she really she creates these characters, yeah. and she's so good at it. Yeah. Um. The um. Jack Nicholson and her did a movie together that was kind of it. It it was not a it bombed, but they got along great. And he uh his favorite line was, "Let the clothes do the acting." And she goes, <laughs> "You stole my idea." Oh my gosh. <laughs> so they're like, "Oh, we kind of think the same." Yeah. <laughs> oh my <laughs> I'd like to see that. They, I could picture them working well together. What movie was that? Um, it's like he plays a journalist. I can't remember the title of it, mm-hmm. but I think it's their one movie they did together. Okay. I think they maybe did some other ones. Okay. But yeah, it didn't do very well. But if you like them <laughs> together, check it out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely check it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I like him in East, Witches of Eastwick. Have you seen that one? I have not. <gasps> oh. I'm writing it down. The Witches of The Witches of Eastwick. He's fabulous in there, but he gets played by the three witches, which is Cher and Susan Sarandon. Okay, yeah. so I have to see this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. I love that movie, and it's a book too. I think. Okay. But yeah, but um, yeah, it's a definitely verse play on, and then they get back at him. Okay, yeah. so kind of similar to the craft, or not really. A little bit like it, yeah. Okay. This branch is a little bit like that, yeah. Okay. Um, and Michelle Pfeiffer's in it, so that's okay. the three: Susan Randa, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Cher. Okay. Which is, and they all play like their different parts, and and he tries to play them all, and they figure it out, yeah. And they okay. Go, get Jack good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'll have to definitely check that one out then. <laughs> he does. He does. He does very classy. He can look very elegant, but mm-hmm. he can look like a maniac. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, he can. Oh, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> so, you have, you have any um, other movies that you think I should like? Oh man, um, uh, well, you seem other to have... than bus ride. <laughs> once I've once I've been in. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we can tell you that too. Yeah, I guess um, I'll have to send you the link to it. But I recently did one. I think it was back in February for. MCTC, and this is probably one of my favorite roles. Prior okay. to shooting the film, I had taken my first stage combat course, and I had a lot of fun All right. with that. Um, and well, there then, was stage combat. So it's just I'm like, a little ignorant. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Stage yeah. combat is just, you know, like stage fighting or film oh, fighting. Oh, right. Okay. All so right. you don't actually like injure the person. I thought it was like a, like a competition, like a good award. All right. Oh, Sorry, that's no. my referee no. background. No, no. So when you say combat, combat, you're yeah. probably like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Okay, so you're you're working out how to 
do fighting on film. Right, right. Um, Which is a little bit like dance. Yeah, it's the choreography. Um, So I really enjoyed that. And then I got cast for this MCTC film as the lead. And it was a very action-oriented film. And I got to... um, beat some people up and maybe kill one or two people. And Claire. I know. <laughs> and it was the first action film I've done, and I just had so much fun with it. Um, just the choreography and seeing the... It's a lot of physically demanding yeah. work, right? Yeah. yeah, I got to make sure you don't actually hit the person, <laughs> which is good. Um, <laughs> which Harrison Ford actually did punch Ryan Gosling in Blade Hunter, and it's oh, really? in the movie. <laughs> Well, I don't yeah. feel like I'm too surprised should, by that. You should, it's in the movie. You should see and you see Harrison Ford's reaction, like, "Oh crap, I did actually hit you." <laughs> did they keep so they kept going with the scene? Yeah, then? yeah, yeah. It's in yeah. the movie Blade Hunter twenty four. Yeah, he did really hit him, and, and oh you can see Harrison Ford like, "Oh no." <laughs> it was like a split second, but oh, that's so funny. Yeah, um, but I had a lot of fun with that. So maybe I'll send you the link for that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I mean. We're spending. It's hard to convince me that you're a big time murderer. Yet. <laughs> I get that a little yeah. lot. Yeah, usually yeah. a lot of roles I get. But I'm just super lucky with every role I get. Um, well, yeah, yeah. I usually um, I've been in a good amount of you know drama films um, or like playing a high school or a college student, which I still love, and you know I feel like I can right. definitely relate to those roles. So it was nice having this experience to do an action film and i think it helps me learn Breaks more as an actor bit, right? too yeah Breaks yeah, yeah. Crack exactly open a little bit and reveal another take off another mask exactly exactly yeah. yeah i'd love to do all genres and become more experienced with those horror films well prior to doing the action <laughs> did you watch a lot of, did, to prep yourself did you watch a lot of, like a lot of action movies or, you know or, or do you do a lot of like what's kind of your routine for prep um, for this role specifically um i can't remember i did watch the show but now i'm blanking on the name um but it was also similar to uh, like 11 from stranger things it was oh, very yeah. like really? yeah. throwing from a distance with your hands and your eyes um but there is some like hand to hand combat too. But I okay. definitely rewatched Stranger Things and had an older version. Was an older version of Eleven in the film. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I'm, I was paying attention. Now. Mm-hmm. What was the name of the movie again? It was called Eve. Eve. So I played Eve, and I was kind of I was human, but there was something different with my DNA. You go through a transition. Yeah. 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 Well. All movies, I, I think when, when I, I watch a lot of movie, but mm-hmm. there's always about a transition mm-hmm. and finding your authentic self. Right. That's I think every movie is finding your. I mean, Luke Skywalker. The whole movie is finding your authentic self, <laughs> <laughs> and at time it's your being right. And mm-hmm. Indiana Jones is mm-hmm. finding your authentic self. Are you really right. going to be taking this for the good, or you're just stealing it just to be? Right. Right. So right. Yeah. So. So I definitely enjoyed that one. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, uh, with the the movies, uh, do you like still buy them or because you're a different generation of mine? Do you still just yeah you just a streamer like everybody? Um, I am definitely a streamer. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I watch a lot of Netflix, so we still have cable, and um, I'll purchase movies on Redbox occasionally yeah. or Amazon Prime. Um, it's just yeah. a different generation because mine was what we always collected. You know, you oh, okay. and then you had to show off your collection. Right, right. Uh, I mean, you guys are different. It was a different time for you guys. You just, right. You can pull it on your phone anytime you want. Right. right. I mean, I do miss going to uh, um, Blockbuster, though, as a kid. I love going there and um, getting the VHS tapes and having to rewind them before you uh, <laughs> sent them back to Blockbuster. I think all kids should experience... Um, uh, a store. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and like renting movies and like VHS tapes and. I used to, to work one. Oh, really? For oh, three years, so cool. I used to. It's not Blockbuster. It was a mm-hmm. it was a mom and pop video store. Okay. Um, it was in a mall, and it was. But um, we had a lot of back catalog films, so we didn't make oh, money on okay. the new releases. We didn't have very mm-hmm. far, but we had a lot of ones that you very hard to find that people would rent. Interesting. So there's that's where I got a lot of my experience watching a lot of movies because I would work like maybe sixteen hours, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of downtime. So what you're gonna do? Well, I'm gonna watch movies. <laughs> Oh, that's so fun, though. Watch movies. It's a Sunday night Clint Eastwood Western Marathon here at Home Video. I'm watching. <laughs> Just Baba Man. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's. Um, I do miss that. I was actually in Portland a couple years ago, and I don't know if we were going to. I think we're on our way to visit the old Goonies house, and we happened to pass yeah, by. Yeah, the last blockbuster. It's still out there. Um, I can't remember what city it's in, but, but. it's it's in Oregon. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I I, sh- I wish I would have went in, but we were we were on our way. But yeah, <laughs> that was a big hit when it came out. Mm-hmm. Goonies, and that was that was a massive hit when that came out because it was a little more like Indiana Jones was Spielberg productions, right. but it felt a little, it's a more like yeah that's the serials when Spielberg wasn't a kid. The mm-hmm. adventures for the serials of all those short films that you watch when you go to the theater that okay. had a mixture of that and well. Kids being kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. so good. That movie is so good. Yeah, we we were going to visit the the old house, but it was all tarped up and there is like serious no trespassing signs. So we definitely <laughs> stood back. Um, yeah, if you're planning on going to visit the house, don't have high yeah. expectations. You can't get super far. <laughs> I'm a little upset with Josh because Josh Merez, because he went on the Dark Knight tour because it was all filmed in Chicago and he okay. found all a lot of locations like the parking lot mm-hmm. and the buildings. And he went out and was like, you didn't invite me. I <laughs> He <laughs> messaged me back. Goes, it's still there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> you can go uh, by side of yeah. Right, right, anytime. Yeah. No, I want you to do the research. So exactly. I just... <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> that's too funny. Yeah, but that is my third base, third favorite movie. The Goonies or the Dark Knight? The Dark Knight. Oh, the Goonies is what be in there. Yeah, that's yeah. just that's my age. Mm-hmm. I was a kid back then, and that was. Yeah. yeah. You feel like that was my friends. Yeah. 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 And then that's how you found out where everybody was, is where's everybody's bikes. So you run around. Oh, yeah. As a kid, you're like, oh, nobody's answered their phone. They're already gone. So you just run around the neighborhood on your bike and find out where all the bikes are in the front of the house. And that's where everybody was. Yeah. Oh, now that's smart. Or walkie-talkies um, seem yeah. to be a thing, too. Yeah. <laughs> Good old days. <laughs> Well, Claire, I have to say thanks for coming. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Did you have fun? Oh, I had so much fun. We have to come back and we have to talk more. You have to come with a, like a list of movies that. Yes. Yeah. 
And then you have to come up with your least favorite rom-coms and we can just... Least favorite, yeah. <laughs> yes, that sounds like a great plan. <laughs> and then we just tear them up. Yes. Yes. Move them apart. Well, thanks for coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as you know, it's not over till the guests say it's over. That's all, folks. <laughs> it's over. There we go. <laughs>